Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spill the Baby Tea, a podcast where we can only talk about all things motherhood and parenthood. My name is Helen Wu Wang. I'm a mom to a 23-month-old baby boy, and I'm here to create a space where we can all share, connect, and feel a little less alone. Lately, I have been having a lot of shower thoughts, and most recently, a lot of my shower thoughts have been about what life was like before having our baby boy and what life's been like after. Now that I'm almost two years in of being a mom and having my life completely altered for absolutely the best, but also at times, and let's be super honest here, in those sparse but very real and very vulnerable moments for the worst, I wanted to cover what the highs and lows of having a child is from both my perspective and also from yours, because I know a lot of you out there are on the fence and curious to know if the pros outweigh the cons or the cons outweigh the pros. To all the parents out there, we are in this together, so let's get this episode started. As with every episode of Spill the Baby Tea, we are going to start with our giggle and drool of the week, starting with the drooly drool. So we are planning to put our son in daycare next month after he turns two. When we were filling out the paperwork, one of the questions on there was, why are you putting your child in daycare? And I answered, he's bored at home because he is. I think up to a certain age, we were able to keep him stimulated for quite a long time, but our house is not filled to the brim with new and exciting toys. And he is fine being bored and can independent play well, which I think is important because we do want him to get comfortable being bored and learning to be patient and not expect to be stimulated all the time. But it's clear that he would benefit from group play and having more focused attention on him as his brain is rapidly developing. In any case, as we were discussing what we'd need to bring for his first day, they covered things like water bottle, nut-free lunch and snacks, extra clothing, and then they mentioned that we'd have to leave his blanket and his bedding at school for the full week. And I said, okay, I'll figure it out. He has two blankets that he needs, at least one at all times, sometimes both at all times. 
and I thought to myself, I'm sure there's another of the same of his blankets out there somewhere. Went home, looked at the tag on his blanket. It was a Gerber baby one, super common brand. We all know Gerber. We were all probably raised by Gerber. It's this black and white doggy blanket, nothing crazy. Looked it up. Walmart is the only place that sells it and it's sold out. When I say that my heart started racing and I started going down the rabbit hole of eBay and Facebook marketplace, I am not kidding. This kid is so attached to his blankets. A minimum of 10 times a day, he'll say baby, which means blanket in Mandarin or pepe in Hoisanwa. It is his comfort tool. It is as vital as his thumb is that he still sucks on. It's a big deal. And I'm going to have to somehow find a replacement. Someone messaged me on Instagram and said they had to buy their baby's blanket off eBay as a hand-me-down. I don't think there's anything I've ever needed so badly to potentially go down that route. So yeah, I might just have to do the same, but definitely a drool of the week. My giggle of the week is that this past Thanksgiving, we hosted our first Thanksgiving meal. I don't know about you all, but even though I'm a mom, I still feel like a child, okay? I am still my mother's child. And here in LA, I am very gratefully and luckily taken in by my aunts and uncles during the holidays. So never in my life have I ever had to cook a whole Thanksgiving meal for others. I'll bring deviled eggs, I'll bring mashed potatoes, I'll bring a store-bought cake, but I haven't had to go through the process of ideating a whole comprehensive meal. This past Thanksgiving was a unique one for us because Philip's parents are local now and my parents are in Boston. And Philip's parents have been helping us out with our baby because we are working parents and they come over for a couple of hours a day. So we wanted to do something nice for them. And we decided to cook our first Thanksgiving lunch. It was just the five of us. And hot tip for anyone out there who's cooking for a smaller family, if you want to stick with the tradition of eating turkey on Thanksgiving Day, instead of getting a whole ass turkey, try a garlic herb buttered slow cooker turkey breast. There's a recipe I found online to slow cook a turkey breast. And let me tell you, it was so easy to do. The night before, we got a three to five pound turkey breast. We lathered it in butter mixed with rosemary, thyme, parsley, and some salt and pepper. And then at 6 a.m. the next day, we put it in the slow cooker, let it cook for six hours. And by the time lunch rolled around, it was cooked and it was juicy. It was so good. Definitely look into that next year if you want to impress some people with a juicy turkey breast. We also had homemade cranberry sauce, which is actually so easy to do. Lots of sugar, though. And we used the juices of the turkey from the slow cooker to make a gravy, which is really hard to do because it gets all clumpy. But I think that's a skill that I would like to get better at, making gravy. We made bacon Brussels sprouts, a cheesy potato bake, and we made stuffing. We brought out the nice silverware and glasses, lit some candles, and it just felt like a full adulting experience. You know, it felt it felt nice. And I am definitely becoming more like my mom. And instead of relying on my mom to mom me, I am momming my son and my family. And that is it's a it's a new phase of life. And that's my giggle of the week. So before we dive in to today's topic, I wanted to preface this episode by saying that I am 100%, if not 200%, happy with my choice of having a child and becoming a mom. 
I know it probably goes without saying, but in case there are people out there who hear my cons and think to themselves, oh my gosh, she is so ungrateful for having a healthy baby boy. Let me just stop you right there. I am someone who ever since I was a child myself, I knew I wanted children. And now that I do have one, I cannot imagine life without him. And he honestly makes me so happy beyond what I could have ever imagined. Now, that doesn't mean that everything is picture perfect and easy. There are definitely rough moments and times when momentarily I have thought to myself, was this a good idea? All that to say, parenthood has never evoked as much emotion in my life, the highest of highs and lowest of lows. I just want to be real with y'all on the difficult moments too, which is half of what this episode is about, right? But overall, I do feel incredibly grateful for where I am in life and for having the best baby boy I could have ever imagined for our family. So with that said, there are so many pros and cons of having a baby. I put this question out on my Instagram stories and so many of you responded with your personal pros and cons. I literally spent three, maybe four hours going through the comments and summarizing them to the best of my ability so I can report back to y'all in a succinct manner what your answers combined with mine is because this episode can go on. It is a hot topic. We might need a two-parter. But to those that sent in a comment, thank you for sharing and getting vulnerable with me. I literally teared up at some of your responses because there are some truly difficult moments to having a child or even not having a child. I'm glad I can share and add your perspective into this episode as well. So let's get started. The first thing I will say is that having a child is the hardest thing that I have ever done. And many of you out there with children of your own share that sentiment as well. When I think back to the moments when I had to make a big decision and that decision created an actual shift in my life, whether it's picking the college I'd be going to for four years or the job and career that I ended up sticking with for 10 years or moving across country without my family or my boyfriend at the time, which was 10 years ago now, or when I started going to therapy. These were all difficult moments that had me deeply contemplating life, but also all moments that really only focused on me and involved me being responsible for myself. Having a child is the hardest thing I've ever done because there is an extreme weight of responsibility that I feel for someone else. Every day, this weight doesn't go away. It can feel lighter on some days and heavier on others, but it is an all-consuming and omnipresent thought to be thinking about my child. Some thoughts that take place throughout the day What is my child eating for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner? He has a runny nose. It's been persistent for over three weeks now. Do we need to go to the doctors? What's my schedule like? What do I need to move? I have a work call at 5 p.m. today. Who's going to watch him during that time? We're going to start daycare soon. When should we start potty training? He has a scratch on his face. How did that happen? Why are his nails so long? It's been a month and he's already growing out of his shoes. Is there a sale going on for baby shoes? These were actually all thoughts just from today. And trust me, there are many, many more thoughts on top of these. And either you accept that if you are a parent as your way of life or you don't, and it becomes an even greater mental burden for you. 
I think over these past two years, I have had to teach myself to see life through a new lens, to expect that I have to start getting ready to leave the house an hour and a half to two, and even sometimes three hours in advance if we need to feed and change diaper and change clothes and me getting ready, especially if I want to put on lashes or curl my hair, and if there's a nap involved. I fought this for a while because I thought to myself, he is just a baby, it can't be that hard, but it is. You've got to plan well in advance for any outing, short or long. And now that we're two years in, I have accepted this life and this lifestyle. And I do think that because I've done that, I do feel happier for it. The con here is that having a child is a huge weight of responsibility, right? And your brain is constantly on overdrive multitasking. It feels like you're always trying to stay above water and calibrating to a lifestyle that is just so different from what you're used to. And it'll take a while. And it makes sense. I mean, you've been used to your own life for so long. And all of a sudden, overnight, you have to completely change that lifestyle. But once you get to a place where you just accept that that's what life is now, and that's just a fact of life, I do feel like it does get slightly easier. A pro, and probably the biggest pro, which is in contrast to the con I just mentioned, and I'm going to take this verbatim from someone who DM'd me, this person said, quote, It's death the hardest thing you and your partner will go through, but the joy and love and meaning you get out of the struggle, there's nothing else like it. I mean, that's what life is all about, no? Get on that damn ride, don't give in to the fears, it's so rational, the world is fucked, But no, you have no clue what's going to happen in the future, and really, it doesn't matter. It's always going to be scary. It's never the right time. Forget it. Have your family. Love lasts forever. I feel like that is a little bit of a hot take, but personally, for me, I would agree with this sentiment. I don't think there ever is a right time. It's never going to fit perfectly into your schedule. But like this person said, the joy and the love and meaning you get out of the struggle, there truly is nothing like it. A part of me does feel like being a parent has unlocked this new level of of life. There is a purity that is coming back to me now. There is a grounding effect that has evaded me for so many years. Life is now about living beyond just myself. It gives me a real purpose. Not saying that I didn't already have my own purpose in life and I needed to rely on my child to bring me purpose, but it gives me a different layer of purpose and a real desire to be better. Because again, there's that responsibility that I now feel for someone else. And wanting to become a better version of me is driven by the love that I feel for this child to be better. So that is a pro that I think most people are are aware of, but being able to access a new level of joy, love and meaning, and wanting to become a better person because of this new purpose, I think is true with becoming a parent. So that's a pretty big pro. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. 
And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, con. This is from a non-parent listener. They shared that, quote, we tried for six years to have a child and suffered anger, sadness, eventually acceptance. Cons, seeing our friends, little ones, and never experiencing the pride and joy of molding and loving a child, end quote. And the pros that they mentioned, they now, quote, live a carefree life without having to wake up early, worry about finances, and have time to take courses, help out in church, and travel, end quote. When I read this, and I did tear up reading this one because six years is a very, very long time, I'm glad that they are at a stage of acceptance and that they were able to share some pros from their perspective now. I will say the pros that they shared for leading a child-free life is definitely a con for those who do have children because it's true, kids are expensive AF. We were lucky enough to get a ton of hand-me-downs from friends, but you can't hand-me-down diapers that are 15 to 35 cents each with several diaper changes in a day. You can't hand me down the extra food you need to buy. You can't hand me down the hospital costs, school and daycare costs. Based on a study by the USDA, it was found that a middle-income two-parent family would spend approximately $13,742 per year to raise a child from birth until age 18. That's a thousand a month for 18 years. That's not a small number. That's rent in some cities. And also the waking up early part. As someone who has been a night owl since I was in middle school, literally since I was a child, and parenting with someone who is also a night owl, it is incredibly difficult to switch our lifestyles to be early risers. We are two individuals who operate at our highest levels at night when we are undisturbed by others and when we don't have new emails in our inbox to distract us. Night for us is when the dust finally settles and we can do the deep work. And we used to work until 2 to 3 a.m., sometimes even later, and sleep until like 9 or 10 sometimes. And now it's like one of us has to be up at 2 a.m., at 6 a.m., 7, 8 a.m. if we're so lucky. And that's just the fact of having a child. Sleep is no longer under your control. You want to sleep in on the weekend or when you're sick? That's not happening. And if I'm being honest, that is definitely a con and that's been super tough for us. Travel is another thing that was mentioned by many of y'all, and I 100% agree with this. Philip and I have taken one trip by ourselves to Miami. Okay, I need to stop. Okay, I don't know if you can hear this in the background, but my baby is screaming. It is 12 a.m. I thought I could find some quiet time to record this, but I will have to put a pause on this. Uh, I will say that that is another con right there happening in real time. <laughs> child who is not sleeping well through the night means that I can't either and my work needs to be delayed so BRB. 
Hello, hello. I am back 40 minutes later, but one second in podcast editing magic. So welcome back to me. But yeah, our baby has been not sleeping well through the night. He's been sick for the past few weeks and he has a, a pretty deep phlegmy cough in the middle of the night. So we try not to have him, you know, crying um, for too long at all. Actually, we pretty much attend to him right away. It is also at the turn of midnight, now my birthday. So Philip and I, we dance to Christmas lullabies with our sleeping baby on the couch. And yeah, I will say that these are super real and difficult moments as you just witnessed, but it is also one that I feel super grateful for. You know, it's difficult when it happens, but throughout that process of just putting him down and seeing him calm again and taking a moment with my husband downstairs to be thankful for what we have. I think that is the cons and the pros literally packaged into one moment. But let's continue with where we were. So I'm going to run through a list of a few more pros and cons because I think if I were to stop and comment on each and every one of the ones I have listed down, not gonna lie, we will have a 12 hour long episode, okay? Also, what I am going to do is actually bring my husband, Philip, on to talk about his pros and cons of having a child as well, because I think it's always super interesting to hear not only from a mom's perspective, but from a dad or father figure's perspective as well, since they are heavily part of the conversation. So let's get through a few more pros and cons for this episode. And in similar style to our giggle and drool of the week, we are going to start with the drool, aka the cons. And I will do three of each. Okay, con number one. I feel like I've aged five years in the past two years in terms of physical appearance in terms of fine lines, skin tightness, all of that, which I've been countering with my red light therapy mask and updated skin creams, but definitely can see a bigger difference in skin texture and photos nowadays. Now, whether that's hormone related or stress related or not sleeping enough related, it all makes sense why my body would be transforming in the way that it has these past two years. And I'm not going to say that it's been an easy transition. I think aging is something that I've always been open to, but the fact that it's happening at a more rapid pace now, it's kind of catching me off guard. Two, if you are a party animal, I will just warn you that for me, I cannot drink as much as I used to. If you listen to the main ABG podcast, you know that in a party setting, I am typically the instigator, the party motivator, the one who is taking shots while handing out shots. That is no longer my role. I think I will still fulfill that role if I need to for the sake of a party, of a good party, but I've turned down many a drinks, even for my birthday celebration this past weekend. Turn them down. I just cannot hang as much anymore. And that's a very big difference to the person that I was pre-baby. But maybe I'm also okay with that. You know, I don't mind feeling like I have bigger responsibilities the next day. But definitely a con that I don't feel like I can hang as much anymore. Con number three, you have heard me talking on this podcast for 20 plus minutes now. And you're probably like, Helen sounds a little different. Why, yes, I have a cup of soothing chamomile tea in front of me and I am very much sick right now. So if I sound different, it's because I can't breathe. My immunity is shot. I used to feel like I had immunity armor between me and Philip. I used to be like, what is wrong with you? Take care of yourself. Why are you always sick? 
And now I'm like, take care of me. (laughs) Anytime I know that a friend is sick too, I tell them like, sorry, I can't talk to you. I already know I'm going to catch it from you, whatever you have, because I have and I do catch a cold or flu so easily now. So yeah, I'm sick. My baby's sick. We've been sleeping next to each other and breathing into each other's faces. So it was inevitable that I caught what he had, but Mom math, or whatever you call it, would say that a baby sickness is only a fraction of what an adult would contract, right? A baby can't get you that sick. At least, that's what I think in my own head, so yeah. Immunity, bad. Okay, so let's get to the list of pros. One, seeing the world through your child's eyes is incredibly awe-inspiring. Like I mentioned earlier, there is a purity and a joy that is indescribable. I don't think I've been this gung-ho about Christmas in my life, but this is his second Christmas, so he's no longer just a blob staring at the lights. He is understanding so much more about what things are. He's loving his Christmas books. He's learning about Santa and reindeers, and I loved seeing his first glimpse of Christmas lights when we were out and about, how enthralled he was by them, and then when we set them up in our own home, now he's like, Christmas lights in baby's home. He's saying that, and he's so excited for the ornaments, the trees. He grabs the reindeer from the decorations to go to sleep with every night. He loves this book called Mustache Baby, so he'll be like, Mustache Baby, randomly in the middle of the day. He calls all snowmen Olaf, because I think the first snowman we ever saw wasn't Olaf, so I said, oh, that's Olaf. And now every snowman is an Olaf. (laughs) It is just the cutest thing in the most pure form of human life. And to create new traditions and create these memories for another human being, there's something not only rewarding about it, but healing at the same time. Pro number two, there is no greater feeling of community than being able to talk with other moms and parents about what you're going through. It's like being in a secret club that you never knew about. And I just thought about this, but I would love to get a poll on my Instagram one day to see if any of you out there who are listeners of this podcast, if you are moms yourselves in the SoCal area, maybe we can do a meetup with our kids one day. Literally just had this thought, but hold me accountable and remind me to set this in motion if I don't in the new year, because that would be really freaking cool. Actually, why haven't I thought about this earlier? Let's make that happen in 2024, okay? Hold me accountable if you live in SoCal. Number three, this one is personal to me, and I know this is not guaranteed, but I think a lot about the future, about when I'm old, when Philip's old. We both want to have a tight-knit, fun, happy family, and to have family gatherings and celebrations that make us feel like nothing else in the world matters. And to look around a room and be surrounded by our kids and grandkids, that to me is the dream. So having kids I know in these earlier years is tough. Tough on your body, tough on your career, tough on your personal interests, even on your relationships. But I also see that all of that is temporary. Being more of a mom is just the phase of life that I'm in right now. And that will change when my kid no longer needs me as much as he does right now. It's all ever evolving. But I know what I want in the future. And with life comes sacrifices and difficult decision making. And I know that what I'm going through now, despite all the cons, despite it never being the right time, it is worth it to me. At the end of the day, the pros for me far outweigh the cons. And that's going to be different for everyone. Totally depends on where you are in life, what you value, what you ultimately and realistically be real with yourself, right? What is it that you care about? What is it that you see for yourself? in the future. 
figure out what your definition of being rich means, right? And that definition of richness is going to look different for everyone. It might involve kids and it might not. Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. I know this episode is coming out a few weeks before Christmas and the new year and my next episode will be just after the new year. So before all of that happens and is over with, I just wanted to wish you all a season full of love, warmth, laughter, good food, the ability to set appropriate boundaries for yourself because we know how important that is. And also, if you're a parent, I hope your kids are appreciating all the work you're putting into bringing joy into their holiday season. Santa and mama, or if you're dad, papa are doing the work. I also just learned about Christmas elf, or I knew about it before, but now I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to get into that. That seems like a lot of work, but it also seems so fun. Anyway, thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning into these Spill the Baby Tea episodes. It means a lot to me that the things that I care about can give you some level of comfort or help or reassurance, whatever the reason it is that you tune into these mini shows for and the main show, of course. Just thank you wherever you are in the world for supporting me and for supporting us at ABG. It means more than you could know. You can find me on Instagram at hwuwu, H-W-U-W-U, and our main podcast page is at Asian Boss Girl. And as I mentioned, I will have a two-parter for this. I will bring on my husband for the next one. So let me and the rest of the community here know what your pros and cons are of choosing or not choosing to have a child. Everyone's perspective is so varied and so valid here. I am going to continue sharing what you all sent into me previously, but I will also summarize what you share in the comments of our latest Instagram post as well. Happy holidays, everyone. Let's get it in 2024. Oh my gosh, 2024. Crazy. For me and my little bub. <laughs> Bye for now.